0: Yeah, uh, my Sweet. quick shout out. Slime Reacher 2. Never played the first one, but this one looks... I mean, it looks cool. I'm probably going to check it out. Um, and then The Ascent, which is like a super cyberpunk RPG action shooter. It looks super cool. Don't know anything about it. Probably going to play it. Did you say Slime Reacher? Slime Reacher 2.
1: Ran- Slime Rancher. Slime
0: Rancher. Slime Rancher. <laughs> Slime <laughs>
1: rancher. Speaking of.
0: Welcome to the Crown Heathens podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. And I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa? Yeah? You having a good summer?
1: I'm having a great summer, actually.
0: Do you know what the summer means for video game news?
1: Mm, i feel like it might have something to do with um a letter and then a number
0: it means we all go inside and play video games because it's too hot outside
1: (laughs) we went very different routes with that one
0: no more importantly i was referring to the letter and the number
1: which is i i believe it's like d4 or something yeah Yeah. Uh,
2: it's
0: d20 it's actually d20 (laughs) (laughs) guys it's an e3 podcast
1: we actually are going to be talking about video game news for like <laughs> once.
0: <laughs> hey, it's in the intro, so we must talk about it at least once through the longevity of the Crown Heads podcast.
1: And like, to be fair, like E3 happened, well, by the time this podcast has come out, it actually has ended over a week ago. But I think it's worth bringing up because there were a lot of announcements. I, I was more than I was actually expecting uh, after a year of COVID, to be entirely honest. Like, I wasn't expecting. Too too much out of it, and I was trying to keep my expectations low, but I was pleasantly surprised i don't know about you guys
0: i I was absolutely pleasantly surprised, more importantly, i don't know how spicy you want to get right off the top, but I felt that even though it's a little bit late, we still need to release this because everybody on the internet is wrong. Oh okay
1: <laughs> I agree, we'll, so we'll I get back a lot are <laughs> seeing a lot of people talk about who won e three and i I feel like there are some people who are who are blatantly ignoring. Just,
0: most people are A wrong.
1: S- certain publisher.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll get back to that at the end. So stick around to see who actually won E3 and who is wrong on the internet because it's most of them.
2: <laughs>
1: most All right. Them. So how? So I guess the question of the day is, what did you think about E3, and what are you most excited for? And I think we should start this off by just kind of talking about what happened in order. So first up was the Summer Games Fest um, session and. Yeah, what are you most excited for out of that? Or what disappointed you? I don't know. Take it away. Hot takes.
0: Uh, I'm going to come in hot on this one because there's a couple of games that immediately caught my interest. Um, First of all, Blood Hunt. Oh my goodness. It's a vampire battle royale game that takes place in the Vampire Masquerade universe. But let me just say that again. A vampire
2: battle royale game. Yeah, so I, I don't know what it was about E3 this year, but there were a lot of vampire games.
0: It's a bunch of people were sitting in their um, self-isolated rooms thinking, Matthew needs more video games to play in his self-isolation. We're going to make a bunch
1: of
2: vampire <laughs> games. Yeah, like, oh, and like a lot of them looked really good. Yeah, it
1: was it was the exact thing that happened. I don't know, like about 10 years ago, there was a just influx of zombies games. Like everyone was trying to jump on that trend. And for some reason right now, it's it's vampire. and I am it's vampires in space, so I'm waiting for the vampires Yeah,
2: it's Vampires
1: Like that that that'll get like all of us invested. Yeah. But I was yeah, there was a lot of vampire stuff happening.
2: I'm gonna be honest with you, I did not uh watch the summer games. Sacco. I know. I know. I like How you down. dare you I understand. I um, I, I did... actually
1: watched about I I'm kind of in the same boat there, but I watched about half of it, so I I saw the the announcements closer to the end, and there was some excitement there. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah. like I I saw some of the trailers. I did not see the blood hunt trailer. Um. So, but from what I'm reading here on the website here, it's it's like a, a vampire
0: battle royale game.
2: Yeah, vampire <laughs> like battle royale. Like what? So like, like so you like Matt, have you you? I'm assuming you watch this. Like what? I mean, what I I am extremely. You can vampire things, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, can you fly? Can you like teleport? Can you do? Well, how white? many?
0: How many? How many vampires? Do you know, fly?
2: I feel like I we just I was watching Castlevania the other day, and they fly. Well,
0: I I don't think they're flying. They look like they're flying. <laughs> they're like jumping and like
2: gliding. No, they looked like they were hovering for a little bit. So, can vampires fly? Is that a thing?
1: I feel like you're trying to catch up with both Matt and I with our Castlevania. Yeah, and I'm not doing um, it. For obsession and you're not like you're not doing it right no. because I know you don't actually give a shit about vampires.
0: Well so, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how much you know about vampire the masquerade, but it's like there's different no, clans. don't know. There's like different abilities. <laughs> um there's definitely a lot of like there's jumping and gliding. It it looks it looks great. It looks it does look it does
1: look fun, and I love that it's combining two of the things that you are very obsessed with, which is battle royale games and vampires. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I I feel like Sacco might have missed this one, but I I know he has a love of Borderlands, and I feel like he should be freaking out about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yes, Lens.
2: so I heard about that, um, and I I am pumped. I love I love Borderlands. I think it's a great series. I have not played the the latest one, like Borderlands uh, four, but um, I'm definitely. Like hoping to play it at some point but like tiny tina's wonderland um yeah i tiny tina was a was a I I loved her in borderlands 3 i thought she was a great character i mean a lot of the characters from borderlands 3 are, are fantastic so uh that is definitely something that's going to be on my list it is coming out next year so it's gonna it's gonna be a while but yeah i know it's uh definitely on my list of 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 the short list of games i'm excited for from e3 2021 um but yeah what did you you guys think of it
1: uh I I I know we had some people on Instagram who's who were saying that that was their favorite announcement so I actually went and watched the trailer and it look it looks pretty cool I played like a hot second of Borderlands 2 and I thought it was fabulous and then I got stuck in an area and never picked up the game again uh so I don't know maybe I'll give that one a try because if it's got the same kind of like sense of humor I think it would be like fabulous, yeah. but maybe I won't get stuck, you know, having used all my ammo in a random spot yeah. or something like
2: that. <laughs> Hopefully they fix those.
1: Um, I'm personally really excited for Back for Blood.
0: I, I was thinking yeah. which one, I was looking at the list, I was like, which one is Marissa going to like? Because there's a couple <laughs> of horror games, like I probably wasn't going to be Evil Dead, you know, if I was being honest with myself, I wouldn't have no, picked no, that no. one. Um, no. But there's a couple of co-op no. games. I was like, which co-op game is she going to be like? That's the one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back for Blood. I I don't know if you guys know this because it's random for me to have liked this game, but I loved Left 4 Dead. I thought Left 4 Dead was such an amazing game. I used to play it all the time. And I love that this is just like a mini successor to that series. I just, I'm excited. I hope it's good. I hope they don't take it a scarier route. Than Left for Dead, because it was already like on an edge for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that it's kind of the same vibe where you know I can I can still play it and I can get through it and I, I just have fun with it. But um we'll see because I know that there has been a trend uh swinging towards more like scary games and that sort of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go a little bit uh more horror-esque with it, but I'm hoping they don't. I hope they keep in. Uh, the Marissa elements, so I can play <laughs> this one.
2: From from I, the trailer, it did look like I would say slightly more scary than the last Left 4 Dead. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be too much for for you to handle. Like it still looks and I'm assuming it would feel very Left 4 Dead. I'm going to stick with that that sentence I just said. <laughs> um, and so like I'm, I'm 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 thinking you'll be able to play it. I'm thinking that's the game will all probably put a decent amount of time in once it comes out. Um, I will definitely be playing it with you guys. Yeah. Also, I just need to point out the
0: fact that like it it wasn't the Left 4 Dead games, it was just the Four games. Because it was Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, and Back for Blood. So the only consistent thing is the, the number 4. Yeah. So this is the 4 series it's now. It's the 4 series. <laughs> it's the 4 series. Yeah. I absolutely love the name. It's if they called it Left 4 Dead 3 or like some other spin off of Dead, like Back for Blood is perfect. Like they haven't made a game in a while. We're back for Blood. Kept the number. I'm absolutely loving this. Yeah, A plus.
1: It's it's just a, it's just enough. Of if I had, the, to, if the I had to rate it, element.
0: If I had to rate it, I'd give it a four out of four. Four, four out of four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how you came up with that scheme. Uh, also, some honorary mentions from Mayan. I think Planet of Lana Lena Lana Lena. It's definitely. I'm gonna one go of them. with Lana. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Lana. Sure. I'm probably wrong, and I'm willing to hear about that, but. Uh, uh, the little cat suits, right? Uh, side scroller looks pretty fun. Uh, I thought Matt would mention that one before I did, but I'll steal it from him.
0: Absolutely. Would you sure. like to steal another one?
1: Uh, no, you go ahead.
0: <clears throat> well, I want to give two shout-outs. Uh, I'm surprised you'd, I'm, I thought I was gonna steal this one from you. Um, Elden Ring is a game that is in collaborations with, I mean, Dark Souls developer which isn't like super your style, but um, George R. R. Martin, oh, wow. um, the the writer of A Song of Ice and Fire, did I say so writer I author?
1: Well, writer author, I mean, it's they are the same thing. Yeah. Relatively <laughs> <laughs> changeable. <laughs> so the thing about George R. 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 Martin, have I ever told you like my experience reading uh, A Song of Ice and Fire?
0: Now that you bring it up, no, you have not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I I didn't finish uh, the the last book that he came out with. I actually never finished because um, I didn't like what was happening with the character Daenerys, mm-hmm. who was my favorite character in the books. I felt like she was just kind of like she was just kind of like sitting there doing nothing, and it was really uh, not what I loved about the series prior to that. So and I had just kind of lost interest at that point. The the experience of George R.R. Martin and I'm really interested did to see how this translates into a video game or if there's any semblance of this once he starts working with a team. I don't think there will be. But the dude will spend literally <laughs> like nine pages talking about food. Like, I swear to God, sometimes he was just really hungry when he was writing. <laughs> like he like, there's like, and it's, it's like for all, in all fairness to Jordan R. R. Martin, like there, it was a very important stew in the book. But he literally talks about how they made it for four pages. And I'm like, hey, dude, like some of this is really important. But like I didn't need to know about all the seasoning that they put into it. Like I really didn't. I didn't need to know that. I needed to know certain things about the stew, but I didn't need to know the four pages worth of content about the stew. Uh so I'm I'm really interested to see like how this turns out. Um, but I actually like it looks cool, I, I, I have like a hesitation with things that I think look cool because I think they're going to usually disappoint me. Yeah, so that's I'm kind of hesitant about this one.
2: I, I do like want to give a look.
1: The concept is yeah. super cool. I will give one more shout out as well to uh, the announcement of Deviation Games. Um, They didn't really show off too much about their project, but uh, Jason Blundell working with Dave Anthony, uh on something is really intriguing to me i am a triarch fan so excited to see where that one goes
2: yeah for sure i i want to uh, give a shout out to uh the jurassic world evolution game um i nice. didn't play the nice. first you one you would i would, I, would. <laughs> I didn't play the first one um but i did play um a long time ago as a kid i played uh, zoo tycoon a lot and i had the dinosaur expansion pack and nice. I Played a lot of the dinosaurs. You had to get those time. electric fences, or else they break out it, and then start. Exactly. So it gets rough. From what I understand, it's basically just it's it's <laughs> like the spiritual successor to the it's... dinosaur expansion from Zoo but it's like way more in depth. I was gonna say it. it's a little bit more intense than Zoo yeah, but definitely
0: the same same vibe.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited for that. I might like take a look and see if I can find the first one for cheap and play it before the second one comes out, but. That that's gonna be on my honorary list for for the the summer games fest. Um and all right, yeah, move it on to the next one or.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say if there's any others you guys want to mention. Otherwise, we will move on to Ubisoft. Um, right. I
2: did mention Evil Dead. I
0: didn't really talk about it, but that game actually looks super sick. Also, Among Us is coming up with some new maps and a new game mode, guys. The game's not dead. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you guys to play Among Us with me, please okay (laughs) please play games it it is it is coming to game pass which is
2: fun so please play games with me so
1: (laughs) please play games with me it's like we don't play games with him even though we played last last night (laughs) well love it
2: and
0: that being said let's switch over to ubisoft (laughs)
1: all right so let's talk about what ubisoft announced i actually really want to go first with this one because i want to talk about a game i have a game series i've never played uh which is far cry Um, So shout out to Ubisoft for making me want to play Far Cry 6 (laughs) because of how cool it looks. I remember I was like watching it and I was sitting there and then I was like, oh, this, like they went there. So for anyone who missed the announcement on that, they are actually uh, having you play through the origin stories of villains from previous Far Cries. And we very early on in our podcast. We had a guest, uh, Frankie, and she was talking about uh, one of the Far Cries, and I'd actually gone back after that podcast session, and I went and I watched the ending that she was talking about. Uh, Perhaps slight spoilers, it was Far Cry 5, she was talking about how disappointing the ending was, and I watched through, you know, both ending options, and it is really disappointing. I see why people were disappointed with that. And then naturally, because I was on YouTube, it was like, hey, do you want to watch the Far Cry 4 endings? And it was like the secret ending included in this one, right? You know, very click baby. And I was like, you know what? That sounds great. And I clicked on it and I was like enthralled with how they had spun out the ending of this game and how like they... The like complexity of the villains, and then I ended up watching some of the other endings as well. So when they <laughs> announced this game, and that you're playing through these like villain or- origin stories, I was pretty freaking pumped. And I, I really, I think this is one of the games that I'm most looking forward to. That was
0: wow. Um,
1: announced, yeah.
0: That's a big that's a big claimer, stuff. Yeah. Um, I like you said, I've never played any of the Far Cry games. Um and you were very intrigued to look it up. I saw it and I was like, Oh cool, another Far Cry. And that is definitely <laughs> the wrong attitude to <laughs> yeah. Be oh, like 100%. Marissa. Don't be like me. Be like Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> I get excited I, about things. I,
2: I played a little bit of Far Cry three and I played uh, a lot of Far Cry three Blood Dragon, which was like a little spin off side game that they had released. Um and I I I thought Far Cry three was a great game. I just it, at the time I it wasn't really the game for me. I don't know why it was it's got, like, RPG-like features, but it, at the time I was just young and naive and I was playing sports games at Call of Duty, so I didn't yeah. get to, uh, I didn't really appreciate the fine art of video games yet. But, um, yeah, Far Cry 6 looks really cool. I really like what they're doing with the DLC. Like Marissa said, where they're, they're gonna, you're going to be playing the origin stories of villains. Like, that is not something you do very often in a video game.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't realize that was just DLC. I got so excited by it that I was just like, like, that was the whole game to me. So <laughs> I, I may have gotten some facts wrong about Far Cry 6, but it was all with good intentions. I promise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, Far Cry 6 looks really good. And like the DLC looks really cool. And I'm, I'm sure Merce is going to be playing all of it multiple times. She's going to get all the endings because that's the kind of gamer she is. Yeah. So um yeah. Uh anything else, Marissa, that you liked from the Ubisoft?
1: Uh, um account? well I I actually kinda wanted to ask Matt his thoughts on Mario and Rabbids. I and I also <laughs> wanted to
2: ask Matt about that one. Matt <laughs> Okay.
0: So this is the second um Mario Rabbids crossover. I've never played a Rabbids game before.
2: Neither have I. So
0: um there was a, a game that released Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. This is a direct sequel, Mario Rabbids. Uh sparks of hope it it looks interesting. I didn't play the first one. um, I honestly have no idea what rabbits are. They're just <laughs> like I'll be honest with you, they're just weird to me. I'm sure there's a demographic that they're made for. yeah, I'm not that demographic yeah
2: they look like weird like <laughs> like, like weird stuffed rabbits that, yeah, yeah, like I don't like know
0: I'm sure mean. a lot of people love this game. This is very hype, like a lot of people talking about it, a lot of people excited for this. uh I'm not one of them, but hey all all the power to them, um. That being said, the Ubisoft panel is actually the one with the least amount uh, of games that I was like, really like, oh, this is sparking my interest. Um, Really quickly, the one thing I want to mention isn't even a game. It's a movie. Werewolves Within uh, is a feature film that Ubisoft is making, which I think, again, fantastic. Push the boundaries. Do what you got to do. Werewolves Within, it's based off of a party game that they then turned into a VR game in 2016, that they are now turning into a movie uh, in t- releasing in 2021. I don't actually know, like late 2021. I- I'm extremely excited for this. Like give me horror comedy, give me werewolves, give me video game movies that don't suck. Um, and I'm going to say that now we will release another podcast, I'm sure, where I go back on my words and say <laughs> the video game movie sucked. But I'm hoping it's great. Um, would not
1: be crowned heathens without Matt contradicting <laughs> <these exactly>. himself.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the one other thing that looked absolutely amazing at, um is Rocksmith Plus. Um so I don't know if either of you guys have played Rocksmith, but I Rocksmith not. was a game where it's kind of like Guitar Hero, except you use an actual guitar and it's like, yeah. hey, like you can learn how to play songs, but the first Rocksmith was like kind of chunky and like it didn't really work well. So this is a new subscription service Um, it's supposed to make it way easier and because it's a subscription service it's a little bit more personalized so you can learn how to play guitar while playing video games there's very similar effects to like tetris effect on the screen while you're playing it looks super cool Um, personally again not for me but if you're looking to pick up an instrument this is an amazing way to do it and i love um, that there's an option for that
1: yeah, I'm actually intrigued by that one because, as you know, I've been trying to learn how to play the guitar, and I wonder if this might be an interesting, helpful way to do that. You did just completely re my interest by comparing it to Tetris. The- you're yeah. going to assume that was intentional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm, Marissa wants to play guitar. Maybe I can say Tetris. <laughs> and it's guitar like Tetris. In the same sentence? And,
1: then, and then it'll just it'll just get my brain obsessed with it. I think the other thing worth mentioning really quickly here before we move on to the next uh, show case that was uh, in E3 is uh, a lot of people were really excited about the Avatar announcement. I'm a little bit leery of this one. Again, it's mm-hmm. anything that looks really cool. I feel like I'm just bound for disappointment with it. I also things that are based off of movies in like I I never really thought that they did well unless you really loved the movie. And I I, I liked Avatar; it was fine but I wasn't like super obsessed with it. I didn't watch it a million times. I think I watched it maybe once, like maybe twice at most. So I know a lot of people are excited for that. I hope it's really good, but I don't know. I don't know if you guys have extra thoughts on that one. No, I'm so with you.
2: I... Matt, go ahead. No, you go. Okay. I, I'm with you. I, I've, there, there have been like a handful of, I think video games based on movies that I really enjoyed. Like I really like, um, Spider Man Two for the PS. Um, I think it was a PS Two at the time. I
1: mean, Spider Man's a little bit of a different story in my in my books because it wasn't just a movie. I'm talking about specific IP that was that was made as a movie mm-hmm. and then re-adapted to a video game, like those kinds of things. Like Spider Man is more than a movie. I think it's more of a character and. For many people, a culture, <laughs> uh, it seems like.
2: But fair enough. So, um,
0: I'm actually going to jump in on that just because it actually leads directly to my point because the Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game that was titled The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was titled that because the movie just came out. It does not follow the movie plot at all. You fight yeah. bad guys from the comics and it has nothing to do with the movie. And I think it was an amazing game because it they weren't trying to recreate the movie. They just titled it like that because the movie was coming out and they're kind
2: of sneaky that way yeah that's fair i don't think other than like i guess i really haven't played a game that's like solely based on a movie that wasn't like a i will say that thing, the right?
1: the best the best video game adaptation of a movie was for the original xbox uh series of unfortunate events there was a video game fabulous If you guys can get your hands on that, play the shit out of it. I don't know if it's just because I really liked the series of unfortunate event movie and also the books. Um, But I thought it was like fucking hilarious and fabulous with like Violet crafting and like they really actually like Adapted it really well for a video game, in my opinion. But you did have to really like the story that was already set in place. Yeah, that's so bad. that's fair too.
2: Um, I would like to uh, mention one more game before we move on from the Ubisoft. Well, I guess technically two cool. games. Um, there, uh, they so they announced two new. Well, there was two announcements based on Rainbow Six. There was Rainbow Six Siege. They had an announcement for that, and they had a Rainbow Six Extraction, which used to be called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, and so Rainbow Six Extraction is uh, it's like a PvE, so it's like a you guys versus a whole bunch of AI. Um, and that looked really cool. And then they had uh, announcements for the updates to Rainbow Six Siege, which are going to be crossplay, which I'm really excited for. Um, so now you can be able to play. It's not going to be full cross-play, so from what I understand and what the little like Ubisoft has told us, is going to be like all the PC platforms, So it's like PC, uh, Google Stadia, uh, NVIDIA Stream Play, like all those ones, are going to be cross-play compatible, and then all the consoles will be cross-play compatible, but you won't be able to play console to PC, which is an interesting decision, and okay. I don't know if that was strictly based on competitiveness, because like, like PC... It's a pretty competitive game. Yeah, right? So I don't know if that was strictly based on like, they think pc would have an advantage over console players or console players would have or like vice versa or whatever so it seems like xbox and playstation can play together and all the pc platforms can play together and streaming platforms and whatnot but like console and pc can't play together which i thought was an interesting decision as far as like crossplay goes because i don't think there's another game that has done that i know there are in certain games where you can check off and you can like turn off the ability to connect to a pc from a console but I don't I've never I don't think that there's been a studio that has just strictly said no we're not even going to let you do it.
1: Interesting.
2: I'm I'm excited for Rainbow Six Extraction. I I watched a little bit of the announcement on it. It looked really cool. Um and I I've played a whole lot of Rainbow Six Siege. I haven't played it in a while, but it was a game that I put a lot of time into when it had first came out. Um and so I'm pretty excited to uh maybe hop back in um to Rainbow Six Siege and I I'm I'm definitely going to I'm probably going to get Rainbow Six: Extraction. It looks really cool as well. So.
0: I I wonder why they changed the name from Quarantine.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, they, and <laughs> yeah, they they delayed the game because they they it was called Quarantine and they're like, no, we can't call it that anymore. We need to find a new name. <laughs>
1: Ironically, the production probably also got delayed because of quarantine.
2: Because of quarantine, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's not good. All right. I think before we get too invested in that conversation, we should move on to one of the biggest shows of the E3, which was the Xbox and Bethesda, who had gone together in one showcase for all their news Uh, announcements and game updates. I will start this off really quickly because I know Sacco's gonna have something to say about I don't know this one IP that they are kind of famous. They're kind of famous. I don't know. I don't
2: know what you're talking
1: about. (laughs) I'm gonna say one thing. I know a lot of people were disappointed. uh, and I I know E3 often is defined by what is not announced versus what is announced, right? We we have expectations of certain games that we haven't inore in production, but We don't necessarily get to hear about and one of the ones that i will just say right off the top because i think xbox and bethesda had a great showcase i was very disappointed and i i was i was pretending i wasn't expecting to hear anything about this game but i was really disappointed to not see anything about fable 4 yeah because you guys know how much i love fable and the fable universe and i'm so excited to see where they're gonna go with it I believe at the end, if I'm remembering correctly, they showed a little glimpse of it. Uh, it's a clip we've all seen before, so it wasn't too any anything too new, and it really said nothing about the story or anything like that. But I was a little bit upset with Fable 4, and I think I was actually, um, you know, texting you guys while it was happening. And every <laughs> every time a, a game would come up and you know there's that second where you're trying to figure out what game franchise it is, whether it's a new one or not, I'd be like, oh my god, it's fable. No, it's no it's not. And no, oh my god, it's fable. No, it's not. <laughs> so I know I definitely did that with Plague Requiem. Uh the opening. I know they were having some glitches during the E3 showcase oh, yeah, that was for this disaster. game in particular. But uh I was I was like the glimpses I was seeing. It was like, uh, you know, this kind of uh old town you were seeing all these like it was like this interaction with people and they were they were like there was kind of like this hero vibe to it and like all this like darkness and there was like a woman's voice i believe that was kind of narrating it and i was like oh my god is it Teresa? i was so excited and then they were like tale of requiem and i was like well it looks cool but it's not fable so <laughs> i don't know all i right,
0: absolutely so what,
1: love that Yeah, Um, I'm not gonna start this one because I know Saco has some things to say. (laughs)
2: Um, I, I there was okay, so I the there was a lot to unpack on this the Xbox and Bethesda panel for sure. Like there was what there was what thirty games, thirty, there were like over thirty games. games, Yeah, twenty-seven of them are going to be on Game Pass day one, which is huge. Like that's it's insane the amount of games we're going to get on Game Pass in the next year and a half, two years um and so i'll I'll jump right into it halo infinite um one thing i found really interesting is there like it sounds like it's going to be basically two separate games so there's going to be like halo infinite multiplayer and then halo infinite the campaign uh the multiplayer is going to be free to play which i'm hoping it's like not going to be like just riddled with microtransactions. i know it will be I, battle Pass. Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm sure they're gonna because they they actually introduced the Battle Pass to Like I don't think they call it the Battle Pass, but they have a Battle Pass in the Master Chief Collection So you can the Master Chief to. Pass. Master Chief Pass. <laughs> but um, the the multiplayer looks really cool. It looks very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Red versus blue. No, no, <laughs> it looks very like truthful to like the Halo like experience. It looks very Halo authentic. Authentic. Thank you very much, Marissa. Uh, it looks very blood gulch. Uh, looks very blood gulch. Uh, yeah, Valhalla, all those fantastic maps. Um, so it looks really authentic to Halo experience. I like it, but they've obviously like it's it's gonna evolve a little bit as every game does over the the previous one. The one thing I think is really cool, which I know Marissa is gonna love a lot, is the uh fact that they added an academy where you can like train to be better. So um, what what it sounds like you're gonna be kind of running through drills to like work on your aiming, work on your moving and making sure that you like get the like like those skills down before you hop into a multiplayer match and like get slaughtered. Um and I know Marissa like she's very good at video games and she's like really good at first person shooters and stuff. But I know she like she wants that like I know we've talked about it in Call of Duty where they don't really have that mode where like someone who
1: listen listen when I get sniped 70 <laughs> times in a single match from across the entire map and there's I can't even move and then I just want to I want to have a place to go where I can vent that frustration but also work on the skills of having that not happen yeah and like various skills and stuff it's also really upsetting to me and this is a whole other topic for another podcast so I'll keep this point brief but I have recently had a. Uh, I actually work with her. She's a coworker. She's a great friend of mine. She recently just bought Call of Duty. Basically, right now, um, it's just me loading up the game with her, and we're running around in a private match, just being like, okay, and this is how you shoot. Okay, now try to shoot me in the head. Okay, great job. Like, and me basically coaching her, and that's totally fine. But like, what is she supposed to really do? when I'm not there like she can play with bots but the bots aren't going to tell her what she's doing wrong they're just going to shoot her
2: yeah so exactly, I find
1: that really frustrating about a lot of first-person shooters is the the barrier to entry is super high and that's where I'm going to leave it so I'm just really I'm really excited that Halo's doing that I think it's going to be fabulous I think everyone's going to be able to check their skills that they haven't used in a couple of years because. You know, it's going to be different than playing other first-person shooters. And I'm just really excited that they're kind of lowering that barrier of entry. Yeah,
2: I thought it was really, really cool. And from what it sounds like, it sounds like they're going to make a decent amount of actually, like, changes to the gameplay. Because when they were, like, in the, the the trailer for the like Halo Infinite Academy, they were talking about how, like, you can get up to speed with the new Halo, like, the new feel of Halo if you haven't played Halo in a couple of years. So, like, if, let's say halo 2 or halo 3 was the last halo you played and you didn't play halo reach 4 or 5 like because the game has changed so much since then like you'll have the basic understanding of how halo works but like you won't like there's new like armor abilities like you can run now you couldn't run in the old games like all this stuff so they'll probably have little drills where you can like just understand how the game works on a fundamental level and then this way you can it'll just make the experience better for everyone you won't have those people who are like dragging down your team i'm gonna put those in quotation marks because it's not their fault like if they just jumped, if they just bought the game and it's the first time they're playing halo like well, what are they supposed to do right whereas academy mm-hmm. is a great way for them to like get used to the game get used to how to kill people get used to how to just stay alive and then they can just make the whole game way more competitive and way more fun to play right so i thought i thought that was a really cool cool addition to the game um uh, i want to talk about was the so they have a little they had a little trailer for the campaign. They didn't show a whole lot, so I'm not going to talk about it much, uh, like, uh, for a, a lot, but it looked really, really cool. I, I'm really excited for the Halo campaign. I've played all the Halo campaigns up until now, um, so I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, speaking of that, though, there are a bunch of other games that I want to talk about, so we're going to move on from Halo. And
1: Good, because I was just about to cut you off. I'm not going to lie Oh, me. perfect. Uh... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand
2: it off to one of you guys, and we'll come back. I'm sure one of you guys is going to... St- the game that i want to talk about but go on
0: so Sacco uh talked for about 12 minutes uh, about
2: yeah. halo marissa
0: is there anything <laughs> that you would like to talk about uh roughly like, 12 minutes long or yeah something yeah i
1: don't know there there might have been something that is related to 12 minutes i believe it's a game it's called 12 minutes wow <laughs> wow
2: look
1: at that yeah segue. what a quinky thing um what yeah a so i'm pretty excited <laughs> i'm pretty excited about 12 minutes i know that that uh has been it's been a game that I've I've heard little tidbits about um just over the internet. I've been really excited about it. And so when they showed it off and they actually announced the release date, I was really excited. Uh so it's coming out August nineteenth of this year. Actually, I'm really excited to see where they take this because I think this is has the potential. And I've talked a lot about not getting my hopes up too high. And clearly I've been hanging out with Matt too much because I'm gonna contradict type myself. it up, type it up, type it up. <laughs> But I I love these types of games where they have the potential to be just little gems of story, of melding story and gameplay. And I love a good story that is mixed in with gameplay just so well that you just tell everyone about it. Like, I feel like this has the potential to be one of my go-to recommendations for people who really like having a good story or like that little bit of escapism that games offer. I feel like it it has the potential to do that because of how um, they've described this game. And so I'm really excited about 12 Minutes. Um, for those of you who may miss the announcement, it's basically a 12-minute loop of a man in a room of his house. I'm not actually sure if you can uh, move from room to room. Uh, it doesn't look like it. All the scenes I've seen is just of one room in the house. And it's about him trying to kind of solve a mystery of why... Um, a policeman comes in at the end and accuses his my wife of murder and arrests them. So uh, it's just a 12-minute loop where you get to try to figure out what is actually happening in this world. And I think it's going to be so fabulous. It's also like top-down, which is an interesting way to tell this story, I think. is just... Yeah, I'm really excited about 12 Minutes. Yeah,
2: definitely excited about that one as well. Yeah, it looks it really cool. I'm, that is definitely a very interesting. I... Go
1: on. I do want to mention a few others, so I don't want to spend sure. uh, twelve minutes Absolutely. on that game. <laughs> uh, but I did. I did really also like Redfall. Uh, looks super fun. It looks super like,
2: definitely. Um, yes, that was the game one. Right talking.
1: up my alley of humor and mixing humor with storytelling, and also, uh, Matt, you I'm sure noticed that there are vampires mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's like such an amazing i think it has the potential to have a little bit of that almost uh humor of like borderlands with a little bit more of a, the shooter style like i'm just really excited to see where they take this. more
0: game. importantly vampires
1: more importantly, vampires <laughs> vampire. yeah i'm pretty excited about the vampire aspect and then one one more i'll announce before i pass it off to matt i do have a few more than this that i was really excited about in this showcase uh Sea of Thieves. Yeah, Jack Sparrow. Sea of
2: Thieves. Oh,
1: I am pumped to play that. Yeah, because that look... we, we all know we're streaming that oh, because I love Sea of Thieves. <laughs> the opening to it, I remember I was sitting there watching it, and then instantly, I've I've seen. I guess I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean too many times because it was like instantly I was like, oh my god, it's Jack Sparrow! Like <laughs> it's gonna be Jack Sparrow. Oh my god, it's gonna be Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and then. And it was and I was very excited so.
0: It looks great more importantly it looks like there's some like uh storytelling aspects like I know Sea of Thieves has like a, a general path you take but a lot of it's looting and shooting um so mm-hmm. you get to kind of play alongside Jack Sparrow meet some um some other people from the movies but more but like it has like those storytelling aspects which I'm really excited about um also here to uh, fuck up baby jones so like let's go <laughs> yes
1: let's go okay <laughs> really quickly i'm gonna mention two more and then i'll actually just pass it off to matt here but uh shredders i'm really excited for it because i do love a good snowboarding game uh, i reminded me of amped which was one of my favorite franchises for like the original xbox and stuff I, I i had so much fun playing like hours of that game um so i'm i'm definitely gonna be getting that one i i do love a good you know, snowboarding, skateboarding game. And it looks really, really cool. And then the other one I thought was pretty amazing was uh, Atomic Heart. So this one kind of felt a little bit like, and maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm really open to being wrong on this because I don't know much about it other than what I saw in the showcase. It looks like a mixture of like Bioshock meets Detroit. And I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for that mixture.
0: Yeah,
2: that does. That did look really cool.
0: Um yeah that that definitely I got the same vibe like definitely Detroit vibe um really quickly you kept saying that you were just going to announce one more and then pass it off to me and then just went down my list of Redfall and then <laughs> I'm so and,
1: sorry
0: <laughs> and then Shredders <laughs> and then Atomic Heart. Um yeah I mean like I'm really excited so I'll just go down my list. Um we got Redfall, the Vampire game, absolutely super pumped. Um we got the Pirates, yes. Um we got the snowboarding. <laughs> Pirates, pirates, uh, so definitely do pumped. <laughs> uh, futuristic robot dystopia.
1: I, I think give it to me. Matt, Matt, and I are like never the same person until we are the exact then, same. like yeah. we are either polar opposites. We're on one side of the spectrum to the other or we are the exact same person (laughs) and apparently during the xbox bethesda show we were the exact same (laughs) person.
0: exact same (laughs) um some quick notes hades isn't a new game but it's coming to xbox that's absolutely fantastic um super pumped for that but the most important thing that i'm really there's a lot of games i'm not a huge uh, microsoft ip person Like Halo came out cool. I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, (laughs) But like just the fact that they're releasing everything to Game Pass almost immediately just absolutely blows me away. And that's really when it comes down to the Xbox Bethesda, there's all these cool games that they're announcing. But the only thing that actually matters is the fact that, hey, we're making games accessible to people who might not have accessibility beforehand. And that's absolutely fantastic. And and that's all I I want to say on the Microsoft Bethesda. Just absolutely A+. plus.
1: I will give a quick shout out to Starfield. I know a lot of people were really looking forward to that, that was also on my as list well. <laughs> Yeah, so uh and I know it looks it looks really cool. I'm really excited. I, it's it's a game I'm I'm definitely going to play. Um I'm, my wallet is like screaming at me at this point, but not really cuz like look at how many you're coming to the game pass. Exactly. Like it's all the
2: uh, <laughs> basically.
1: Yeah. And so the I don't want to spend too much time on it because we do want to move on to the last two uh, kind of showcases here. But uh, any last games we want to touch on for the Xbox Bethesda showcase? Yeah, I'll
2: just real quick. Um, party Animals looks basically like uh, Gang Beasts, but with animals and party animals. Like, yeah. And um, <laughs> Contraband, which they showed like a it was like a, maybe a 30 second trailer, but it looked very intriguing. I'm, I'm very excited to see where that's going to go um but yeah those were the two i wanted to just have a quick shout out to at the for with the xbox bethesda showcase
0: yeah uh my Sweet. quick shout out slime reacher 2 never played the first one but this one looks i mean it looks cool i'm probably gonna check it out um and then the ascent which is like a super cyber rpg action shooter it looks super cool don't know anything about it probably gonna play it
1: <laughs> did you say slime reacher
0: slime reacher 2 it's rancher. slime rancher slime rancher slime rancher, <laughs> slime rancher. speaking
1: of oh, sorry.
0: so speaking of words i can't pronounce we're just gonna move uh on to the square enix um section of the, the podcast s- square or
1: the um the square enix <laughs> in which i I'm going to not, I'm not going to lie to anyone here. They've heard us say Square Enix a million times on this podcast. And I just want to say, I, this happens so much with words. So you just see, and you always see the logos as the game's loading in. And I knew all these Square Enix games and uh, I knew Matt was a big fan. And so the first time he ever, we ever talked about it and he was like Square Enix, I was like, oh, it's Enix. Okay, cool. And then I never heard anyone else say it. I only saw people write about it. And then during the showcase, literally this year, like I was today, (laughs) today years old, when I found out that it's pronounced square Enix, they like, they're like, all right, well now we're going to move on to the square Enix showcase. And I was like, you asshole. You have had me pronouncing <laughs> Square Enix as Square Enix. It doesn't really matter, I don't think, um, in the grander scheme of things, but I did think it was a hilarious takeaway from the Square Enix showcase.
0: So, uh, this just goes to show you why so many people just call them Square. yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but i mean this is one of my favorite game studios um i like you just mentioned i've talked about square enix my entire life i will continue to talk about them i will continue to call them square enix i know it's wrong my brain i can't fix it i just from when i was seven i said square enix and till this day i said square enix i know it's enix please let me just have this one Um, but we're gonna start (laughs) off with uh, another one of my favorite franchises the guardians of the galaxy um this game looks absolutely fantastic
2: yes yes it does
0: fantastic yeah everything that the avengers should have been but wasn't um single player game you play as the guardians of the galaxy it's super i mean i'm doing that thing where i'm pumping myself up it might suck i said the exact same stuff about the avengers and <laughs> that game wasn't the well, the, the avengers
2: <laughs> felt like um it was like your like mmo right like it was like this crazy, yeah like big you, you do, do the like
0: same mission it. every single time except you change your skin.
2: Yeah, exactly. We're like this looks like an RPG that you play through. You play as only Star Lord, which is an interesting choice, and then you have to command your people. Yeah. Um, and like in battle and stuff, and like how to solve puzzles, which I make again, I think it looks really cool. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, but Matt, you had the floor continue.
0: I, I will so just going off of that, I mean um, there was a lot of stuff that they didn't announce, like Final Fantasy 16. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that they did announce, like a pixel remaster of Final Fantasy <laughs> one through six. Um, so before I start to cry, I will <laughs> say that Legend of Mana also looks absolutely fantastic. It's very similar to like the Final Fantasy series. Like you got, um, it's, it, this is, is a remake, so it's the 30th anniversary of the Mana series. This one looks absolutely fantastic. Um, And I will be talking about the Final Fantasy games, but I will pass it off to Marissa because I know she has a game that she's just dying to talk about.
1: Yes, I totally do. So one of the games that was obviously announced with uh, Square Enix or Enix, if you're mad, was Life is Strange. Uh, So they announced um, some remastering of the Life is Strange franchise, like the first two games. So Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. And they also announced some stuff about True Colors. I am really excited for true colors. It looks fabulous. It looks just amazing. I love that uh, you know, we're we're getting this character who, again, has these powers and we're we're going to have to be using them in ways that are definitely going to be affecting the lives of people around them. Very similar to the first game. Uh, I know lots of people on the internet were making fun of the remastered. It doesn't look that much different like it does kind of look like they just added a filter on <laughs> like images and made it a little bit more like contrast it's like i took a picture and put it in instagram and turned up the contrast like that's kind of what it does look like however i know i did a little bit more um reading about it and stuff like that and one of the things that they had worked on the most was like the tear animation and making the like actual like lips match what the people were saying and that was something that wasn't really present, especially in the first game. So I am pretty excited for it. It is kind of one of those funny remasters where you're like, ah, oh, this is, did this really need a remaster yet? Like are you just kinda uh jumping at my wallet here? Um I'm definitely still gonna let them jump at my wallet. I'm definitely buying this one. <laughs> um so I'm pretty excited about Life is Strange.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like like you're saying, is this just a grab like do we remaster? I haven't played them. Um and this actually was like, you know what? Maybe I will, like, it definitely doesn't hurt my chances of playing this game. So the fact that they brought it back, honestly, I'm not complaining. Will I play it? Maybe, maybe I won't. Who yeah. knows?
1: <laughs> well, the nice thing is, is that it does bundle together with the new game. So if you do get it, you get like, you get everything. Like, yeah. Free. yeah. So you get the the original, the Before the Storm, which I highly recommend. I think that one was fabulous. Uh, I've said it before, it actually made me go back and play the original and make some different choices. Um, and uh, and then it comes with the new game, which is uh, set to launch on September 10th. Definitely so excited for that one.
2: Um, Sacco, was there anything that stood out to you before I deep dive Final Fantasy? Um, no, I, I, all the games I want to talk about, you guys have already mentioned. So I think, Matt, you, you go head first in Final Fantasy. Let's do this. So,
0: first things that I got to say is Final Fantasy VII First Soldier is a Battle Royale Final Fantasy game. I don't understand why games keep coming out as Battle Royale. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I don't know where it's coming from. Um, so, I'm super excited for that. Battle Royale Final Fantasy. Will it work? Who the fuck knows? Uh, more importantly, <laughs> uh, Stranger of Paradise of Final Fantasy Origin is a Dark Soil... Dark Soils. Dark Soils. <laughs> you know, Strangers of Paradise of Final Fantasy Origin... Is a Dark Soul style game, uh, which I'm not the biggest fan of. And the first time I saw it, I was like, just gave me Final Fantasy 16. Why are you doing this? Um, but then I looked into it a little bit deeper. It's a retelling of the first Final Fantasy story. Um, so it's going to take place in like that same kind of uh, first ever Final Fantasy game. Uh, in the trailer, he kept saying he wanted to kill Chaos, but that was very clearly Garland, the first boss from Final Fantasy. So I think that they're taking these stories that they are remastering, the pixel remaster, they're bringing it back. Um so they very clearly want us to look at these stories and they want us um and the way that they're remaking it uh into this different style of game so like if you already know the story you can replay it it looks better it's a little bit of a different retelling but it takes place in the same world I absolutely love that. So I started off super angry but like honestly just remake all the Final Fantasies but a little bit different. Why not? There's not enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that being said, I think there's one more that we have to talk about. Of course, my favorite favorite studio of all time.
1: Uh well I thought that was Square Enix.
0: The Nintendo Dogs Factory.
1: The Nintendo <laughs> yeah, the, the Nintendogs Nintendo Dogs Factory. <laughs> yeah, so Nintendo, I know that they actually had quite a few announcements, but I know that they also had a little bit of a disappointment from some people. So why don't you open that one up now?
0: So um if you want, I can speed run this really quickly because I'm actually kind of heated about this um yeah. if we don't want to do that you guys can jump in at any point. point first of all um they're saying they, they gave us nothing nintendo gave us nothing first of all they're bringing back WarioWare. so you don't say <laughs> that they gave us nothing all right we're getting two metroid games we're getting two i'm red spiking i'm yelling we're getting two metroid games all right we're getting a fully online super mario party this has never been done before a fully online super mario party they're bringing back super monkey ball Super Monkey Ball was revolutionary for its time. And guess what? It's revolutionary for today. They're bringing it back. We're getting Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. We're getting Tony... Pro- We're getting We're Pro- getting <laughs> We're getting Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. We're getting Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. We are getting Shin Megami Tension 5. And we are getting two Legend of Zelda games. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which we can't know the name of because it's going to spoil the game. <laughs> We're flexing <laughs> Nintendo, but okay. And we are getting Skyward Sword, which again, not everybody's favorite. They haven't made it in a while. They've remade all the other ones. Let me have this. Um, most importantly, we are getting a Legend of Zelda game and watch, which are absolutely fantastic. Mercy, I know you have the Mario one. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah,
1: uh, It's fabulous. Uh, I love the actual like clock portion of it. So it's just like Mario running <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> but he'll like hit the, the blocks that make out the time and like change the time. Like I actually love it. Um, and it obviously has, uh, it has, uh, Mario games on it. Uh, super fun to just pick up and like throw in your bag and play or whatever. And like, honestly, I just have it displayed on my desk. Cause I just like it. Like, it's just cute. It's just fun. I really love that they're making a Legend of Zelda one. Like I, I want that one for sure. Um, I highly recommend it for anyone who, um, is thinking about it. Like, I just think it's super cool. Uh. Yeah.
0: So I absolutely agree. I absolutely want this literally not to play the Zelda game, but to just display it on my desk as a clock. That being said, if you haven't played those, Zelda, like they're not super popular Zelda games. um, The first Zelda game was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. All right. The Legend of Zelda 2 Link's Awakening is really hard. So I go at that with a grain of salt. But Link's Awakening was actually the first game I ever played. And it's the Game Boy um, version, which is absolutely fantastic. Like these are amazing games. And you can play all of them and have a watch like absolutely fantastic. So when (laughs) you say when you say Nintendo gave us nothing, they didn't give us nothing. All right. Here's what's pissing me off, though, is that everybody on the Internet is saying that they didn't announce Splatoon 3. Guys, they already announced Splatoon 3. They said that we're not getting they didn't show us any (laughs) new Pokemon games. Guys, we had a whole like hour long video of just Pokemon. We did this already in February. They announced Splatoon 3. They announced the new Zelda. Like we knew that there wasn't going to be any new Zeldas. Like they told us what they were doing um they gave us two new pokemon games one that's about the pokemon like history like pokemon legends arceus is going to be about the backstory pokemon and they're remaking brilliant diamond and shining pearl so like i don't know what more you can expect but they had these directs they had two different directs at the beginning of february and at the end of february so when you're saying that nintendo didn't announce this stuff at e3 it's like they already did it why would they do it again um so everybody hating on nintendo for that it's just like i don't understand that being said they didn't give us an ultimate streaming service where we can play any game at launch for a limited subscription price. So really, did they give us anything?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this is interesting because I've, I've seen one of two and I'm going to kind of move on um into more of a... Uh, unless Sakwa has anything to add about the Nintendo showcase. Tony Hawk, Pro to Skater 1 of
2: and 2. I, I don't That's have it. a That's Switch. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I don't have a Switch, but like... I, I, there's a lot of like AAA titles that are coming to the Switch, which is which is big, I think, for the platform. And um, yeah, I, there's a lot of the Super Mario games. Like they have Super Mario Golf now. I really want like a a Strikers, like a, a new Strikers game. I love to- Super Mario Strikers, so that's that's it. That's all I gotta it's say. Not it's not
0: that far fetched. It's not that far fetched for Nintendo. <laughs> exactly. They gave exactly. us Super Golf, so they'll give us Super Strikers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, where's go on.
1: Yeah, I just kind of want to move on into like a little bit of a summary of E3. And one of the things that I want to say is I've heard one of two stories online. And one is that uh, Nintendo did nothing. What the hell were they even there for? Which I also agree, Matt was like, no, my take on it. I was like, this is a lot of information. They're trying to give us a little bit more tidbits from what they already announced in February. Um, They definitely left out some of the things that they announced in February, because why wouldn't you? Um, You've already announced it. But I didn't really see it from that angle. And then I then you have the other side of it, which was like one extreme to the next, right? So it was, you know, Nintendo won. Nintendo definitely won uh, E3. And I was like, well, first off, I've always hated this, like who won this, like whatever. Because it's, it, you know, they're all showing off their games and like some have more resources than others. So it's hard to say like who won. Second of all, if I'm going to say who won, <laughs> it's going to be Xbox and Bethesda. like. The fact that you have this, uh, it was kind of like a little bit of a, you know, you don't want to say that we have any games of our own moment and here we go, here are all these games, 27 of them are coming to the Game Pass, like, immediately, and that's fabulous. Like, really, the, the real winner of the E3 event, I think, was anyone who owns the Xbox Game Pass. Like, you're getting... All these amazing games on launch, and like they're not small games; they're really great looking games, really well developed looking games like I'm really excited for that part of the e three because it does do everything I kind of vouch for so much as it's lowering that barrier of entry. you know you don't have to pay seventy dollars to play all these games um because like who the hell can pay all of that? You're just going to get them with the monthly subscription. I think it's fabulous.
0: Like, just to keep going off that, like the thing that I don't understand is like people hating on the Game Pass. It's like, I, hypothetically speaking, I'm in high school. I am literally buying these games by myself. I'm working 15 hours a week. How am I going to drop $70 on Redfall? And then I'm going to drop $70 on Sea Thieves. And then I'm going to drop, 12 minutes is a little bit of an indie game. Maybe it's going to be $50, right? I'm going to yeah. spend uh, another $80 on Halo Infinite, right? Not only that, I also have to buy an Xbox. So now I'm just dropping thousands of dollars on 15 hours a week. Or I can pay a monthly subscription. Which doesn't even have to be that long. But it's like literally $19.
1: Yeah. Like 20. if you want the
0: ultimate one, $24.
1: Like think about parents too. Like you can like... My parents would have... I've talked about this lots. We had an original Xbox and it was chipped. Like many people had uh, chipped Xboxes where we could play a bunch of games. That... Like, in this day and age, if I was, you know, 12 years old and, you know, my brother's 15 and we both want an Xbox and they realize that there's something called an Xbox Game Pass. And if they just pay this monthly fee, like we're going to get all these free games. Like, yeah, we would have had it like a 100 percent because why would we why would my parents want to keep buying these $70, $80, $120 games when they could be just letting us play them for quote unquote free with this monthly subscription. Like if you give people the option to pay for these kinds of services, which like the other route is like, you know, stealing or like boring your friends or something like that. Most people just pay for the ease of doing it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, so I just did the quick math here. There was 27 games are going to be available. day one on game pass. We'll say average 60 bucks per game. Cause Matt said that any games going to cost less. That's $1,900 worth of games. And the Game Pass is $240 a year. And and that's, that's if you want winner. it. That's that, the winner of E3. That's if you want to use it the entire year. Because like
0: honestly, there's ga- there's months where I'm like, I'm so stacked up right now. I'm not even going to play video games. Like there's games that are coming out. And I'm like, I'll buy it in three months because I don't have time to play right now. Great, can- cancel
2: your, pause your subscription. But I mean, that like it. it would take you nine years to catch <laughs> up. To- I mean, yeah, that's the That's games fair. that came out in 2021 <laughs> but by nine years from now there's going to be 800 more games that have been added to game pass so like the value on the game pass is just going to keep going up and up and up and up like it's it's, it's just
1: amazing to me too that you can go out and buy an xbox series s uh for what is that like 300 400 dollars
2: i think like with tax and stuff it'll be like closer to 400 yeah yeah
1: so 400 canadian remind to everyone that we are canadians we are speaking <laughs> Canadian <laughs> dollars here <laughs> if you're confused why our prices seem different than yours uh but like yeah so like you know you go out and buy an xbox series s not quite the capability of an xbox series x but like still very good and competable and can run all these games fine and you get an xbox game pass and then you are set you really don't need anything else and i know it's disappointing when they take a game off the game pass that's but that gives you an option, right, uh, to even just, uh, you know, go out and then, you know, say, oh, I really liked that one game, you know, that Final Fantasy game that I started playing because Matt was bugging me about it. And then, you know, they took it off the Game Pass, so I bought it uh, for $40 or whatever it is, uh, just as an example. Uh, but yeah, so I, I really think that this is fabulous. Um, yeah, just, any last thoughts on E3, guys?
0: Um, Really quickly, just just to keep pressing the Game Pass. Um, the games that are Xbox and Bethesda IPs, they're never going to leave the Game Pass because they're Xbox and Bethesda IPs. Um, The games that are leaving the Game Pass are games that are made by other companies and everybody at E3 talks about, really, we're just talking about IPs, right? You have Link, you have Sony IPs and Sony, first of all, Sony, you can say whoever won, I don't know this whole winning and losing of, of E3, whoever won, but Sony lost because they didn't even come and I think that would just, Xbox is screaming inclusivity and PlayStation is screaming we're too good to even show up. That's not mm-hmm. cool. Get out of here. I'm officially...
1: It's the latest.
0: I'm officially an Xbox. I'm a Nintendo household. I'm, I love my Switch. Oh no!
1: We're, I'm a Nintendo household, talk. but
0: the Game Pass for life.
1: <laughs> I love that we're giving that an internal dilemma. I do really want to give a quick shout out really, really quickly here. If anyone is getting into the Game Pass already have an xbox and already are playing it and they want to know what games to play really quickly shouting out a great podcast Uh, it's one h1d one hour one decision they play a xbox game pass game and then they review it uh, in 20 minutes super great podcast highly recommend uh you all go listen to it if you're looking for what xbox game pass game to start up next All right. And with that, I think that pretty much brings a great close to today's podcast. Obviously, we have our recommended games coming out uh, from the E3 showcases. If you'd like a little bit more Crown Heathens content, definitely make sure to check us out on Twitch, YouTube. Uh, We do have videos up in both places as well as on social media. So we're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We are at Crown Heathens on all of them. Otherwise, we thank you so much for joining us, and we will definitely catch you in the next one.
2: Dark soils. Dark soils. <laughs> <laughs>